My name is Steven Beckman. I am a target of COINTELPRO and gangstalking. Gangstalking is a discipline in the over 70-year-old COINTELPRO program um, with new capabilities. And thanks to George W. Bush in 2001 for signing the Patriot Act, COINTELPRO has been kind of reborn in this new format, which essentially lots of people are calling COINTELPRO 2.0. Now, I live in San Diego, and it's important to know um, that going through this program is even worse uh, in places like San Diego and lots of places where there's a large concentration of government personnel. Um, in particular, the reason why San Diego is so unique to go through gang stalking and COINTELPRO is because San Diego is home to the largest concentration of military personnel and Pentagon contractors in the entire country. So you can understand where that would get out of hand while going through this. Now, the reason for me being a target of gang stalking and COINTELPRO was for two reasons. Uh, one in particular is, I, since I've been a native of San Diego, living here for nearly 40 years, I... Um, Grew up in the area, and my family was very close to the military and law enforcement community. And unfortunately, in the 80s, uh, my father was a police officer for just a few years. Unfortunately, he passed in the line of duty. And um, a lot of people in town were, were thinking that my father left me a bunch of money. So when I was in my 30s, it would mature and I would get paid. And lots of the people I grew up around since, you know, I was like 16, 17, 18, 19... Uh, in the same community, who also worked in law enforcement and military capacities, uh, unfortunately used their positions and their job to try to extort me when they thought that money was coming to maturity. And once that happened, um, something else I came across, uh, unfortunately, was like a potential leak um, in regards to uh, the, the Bush administration at the time. I didn't know it was legit. I just thought it was something on the internet. I kind of passed by it in 2007 and kind of kept going on my way. Um, that struggle with local uh, police department, etc., trying to extort me and making life very hard for me locally, spreading rumors, etc., because cops are very allergic to jail. Um, people who were kind of peeping me after seeing that used this whole conflict as a means to... Um, put even more pressure on me because the information pertaining had to deal with uh, um, uh, George W. Bush and a John F. Kennedy Jr. plane crash. Like I said, I did, had no idea it was legit. I just kind of saw it and kept going all my life because, you know, who believes everything? But the second I brought it up while I was getting extorted by these cops because I didn't know what was going on, I just suggested maybe it's about this thing I saw on the internet a while ago. And immediately after I said that, the very next day, my life turned upside down. That's when the gang stalking began. That's when, you know, I had bank accounts locked down. That's when I got blacklisted. Like almost, I want to say, the next day, life became a nightmare. And it has been a nightmare for about nearly 10 years now. Now, this is a series of podcasts um, done at different times. Um, so there's different, I'll be at different states 
you know, sometimes we'll be super stressed out or whatever, because, you know, when you're going through this, you're going from trauma to trauma to trauma situation. You don't have a lot of time to think about things. So I'm getting this. So a lot of these podcasts I'm getting out while I just experienced a trauma, what have you. But I felt like it was important to record it while it was still fresh in my head. We will be going back over these things and re-recording them. And, you know, keep in mind, you know, I'm cutting myself open here a lot and getting very personal, very intimate, because there's just so much um, psychological torture involved and you trying to make sense of things. All these are all foreign sorts of behaviors you go through, something that a normal person doesn't experience. Um, now, for those of you who are listening and, you know, um, are throwing negative comments our way, what have you, um, you know, making claims, you know, that I'm guilty of a bunch of crimes. And that's why this is happening. I, I encourage you to learn the law, learn things like the statute of limitations, why there are three main classes of particularly, three particular types of crimes which have zero statute of limitations. One being any kind of sexual exploitation of minors, um, murder, and terrorism. So I encourage you to learn the law. Uh, before, you know, you guys comment, you know, us on YouTube or what have you. And I encourage you to try at, to try to contest claims on the documentary that I put out of the leak, which I saw, which you can also see at justiceforjfkjr.com. Our documentary is called Resurrecting Camelot. Um, lots of people are pro-Bush supporters, etc., that are harassing us online, but I do. I encourage you to see the material as to why I am in this abuse and, um, you know, contest it. I, I, I encourage you to challenge the facts before you hurl insults. Um, the main reason for this podcast is I hope you learn from me, um, and I appreciate all the people who have contacted me through Facebook groups, through you know, Twitter and DMs and emails and our website, just like you have no idea. I, I, I read all those things. Um, I, I recommend you definitely try to catch me on Twitter more than anything, but I, I appreciate all that stuff. I appreciate the phone calls I've had um, of people in, in different towns going through this abuse and sharing their experiences. And while, um, you know, the handful of people, I want to say five to seven people that have reached out to me, literally called me and wanted to talk about this. Unfortunately, not a lot of them are, are, very, are kind of spooked, but, uh, you know, I would, anybody willing, willing to um, discuss certain things about the the COINTELPRO 2.0 program and gang stalking, please feel free to reach out to me. Now, I have three particular... What do you call it? Tips for anybody going through this. And number one is to document your abuse. Get yourself a body camera. Get yourself a pen and paper. And document abuse when it happens. The time it happens. You know what I'm saying? Then cut that. Then then once you document and timestamp it, you know, at the end of the day, you need to chop up your clips and upload them. Upload them to multiple platforms. So in case someone hacks you one place, you have copies somewhere else. I also recommend you get a lawyer. So number two, get a lawyer. And memorize their number. You want to look for a human rights lawyer. 
or a constant or you know one that specializes in constitutional law human rights and uh, memorize their phone number because there's a chance that somebody will make a huge false claim about you to try to get you locked up temporarily and even though you didn't do it and they might drop the charges obviously let you out on your own recognizance that time in jail those that that the, the, you know while you're waiting to be arraigned or bailed out or what have you a lot of nasty and gnarly shit could happen aside from you needing a lawyer to prosecute these bullies and the third tip i want to give everyone listening is to monitor your health and i want to say every three months or so go get a full blood panel you know what i'm saying pee in a cup shit in a jar um you know get x-rays of sore spots in your bones or what have you like do all that get in get get in no don't get an mri every three every three months but monitor your health document it take pictures of that also upload that to multiple you know accounts so you can keep track of things that are happening give those to give the give your health uh stuff copies to your lawyer so you know if there's any sort of um medical malpractice because it will happen um, I definitely recommend those are the three tips. So log your abuse, get a lawyer, and monitor your health. I'd also like to say anybody who is trying to charge you for advice or help or videos or an ebook or a podcast subscription or what have you is selling snake oil. This is a very unique form of abuse and it's anybody who's actually gone through it and can and has given you legitimate advice understands that you will be made poor your financial opportunities will be dried up you'll be blacklisted they'll try to make you run through all your savings so anybody who is asking you to pay for this pay for tips pay for their audiobook even 99 cents um you know i i don't recommend doing it because it's most likely going to be false adv- false advice, and uh, you're already short on money as it is. I'd also like you to think of people who are also targets of this abuse that you come across and you vet and think they're legit, and not like some of the cops or federal agents or even you know some of the criminals and locals who participate in gang stalking and once you vet them think of them as your brothers and sisters you know think of them as like your soldiers next next to you it's important because you're going through something tough and your network is going to be severely uh strained and again i appreciate you listening to this podcast and again my name is steven beckman i'm the cen or the chief executive nobody of the mesh news of mesh news um, COINTELPRO is a side project and Mesh News is a platform I had to create when I was stonewalled by press everywhere I went. If you're hearing this bumper on the beginning of the podcast and you've heard it before, I encourage you to fast forward uh, 11 minutes through because this is information that I would like to tack on the front of all these podcast episodes because it's essential and I want to drill this stuff into you. These are very core concepts before moving forward is to drill these things in your head. These are the realities of what's going on, how to frame your situation, etc. So if you keep hearing this intro over and over through all these episodes, you know, fast forward through 11, 12 minutes, and and then it'll bring you straight to the material. I appreciate it, and let's uh, get down into it. 
If you want to be versed in all things COINTELPRO 2.0 and the COINTELPRO 2.0 project, or if maybe you think you might be subjected to this abuse because you're thinking about leaking or blowing the whistle on something or speaking up about something in City Hall or abuse, etc., I recommend you go to our website, which is COINTELPRO, and then the number two, and then zero spelled out, Z-E-R-O dot com. You can catch our video companion series, which is videos with an S, videos dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then zero, Z-E-R-O dot com, as well as this podcast series at podcasts with an S, podcasts dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then zero, Z-E-R-O spelled out. Com. And I do recommend that you visit these URLs through using the DuckDuckGo browser. And I recommend using a VPN as well, because who knows with how watch lists are, etc. I wouldn't want to put more heat on you than there already is for visiting my material, since a lot of it is how to circumvent government abuse and methodologies that they use. I definitely wouldn't want to make your life more difficult. So please, please discipline yourselves and don't use apps to view my material. Uh, use the DuckDuckGo browser, which wipes everything clean every time you close the browser. And you can go to these URLs and listen and watch and read all this material while being safe, making sure you're using a VPN as well. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. My name is Stephen Beckman, and um, I am the Chief Executive Nobody of the Mesh News Project. Today we're going to be talking about um, your list or your key, I guess you would call it, your key. Uh, your key is usually, if this abuse is some sort of... Let me, let me, let me, let me back up. Um kind of abuse can go lots of different ways and uh, one of the particular ways especially in this military community when you get and put it in this COINTEL pro shit is um, turning it into turning your abuse into a novelty in fact um, there's a great quote about it on this movie called steal this movie it's about um, Gabby Hoffman who was a, a fairly prominent protester in the 60s, had a lot to do with, um, you know, protests around the Pentagon, etc. Some of the uh, protests that you've seen in the Forrest Gump movie, believe it or not. I don't know if you remember the scene when he goes out to the, the National Lawn and uh, there's that guy wearing that American flag t-shirt, uh, American flag shirt, in that scene and he goes up in front of the huge crowd and like speaks about the Vietnam War well that's Gabby Hoffman in fact um, there is a uh, part in that movie where it breaks down exactly why turning your abuse into a novelty etc is important um, part of the debrief from J. Edgar Hoover on COINTELPRO and its tactics was used as a narrative uh, was used to narrate over a montage in the movie. I'm going to play it for you right now. You can at least hear the audio. I don't think I need to emphasize to you, gentlemen, the vital nature of this 
counterintelligence program. Put pressure on anyone employing radicals. Colleges and universities receiving government funds are most vulnerable. It's canceled right across. I want to know who did it. I don't know who did it. I don't know. They just showed up. Uh, greetings. Uh, you people in the back there, you want to come forward? You know, whether Rallies, demonstrations, and speaking engagements can be disrupted through a misinformation campaign. Increase contact with source who will increase dissension and spread misinformation regarding leaders. Every movement that breaks every law, even the law of gravity. Remember the Pentagon. Sell out. Hey, shut up, man. You know what the fuck you're talking about. of cartoons, photographs, and anonymous letters which will ridicule leaders of the new left. Ridicule is one of the most potent weapons we can use. So right there you have it. Um, you know, that's Jerry Hoover talking about how ridicule is used in uh, the Contel Pro program. They will uh, spread dis disinformation, and then they will also make your abuse fun. So other... And um, the reason why is because uh, humans are uh, some strange animals, man. Uh, we tend to think if we see enough people doing something that it's acceptable. And, um, you know, the science of crowds, its it's been hacked and it's been hacked for quite a while, actually. There's this great TED Talk about how to start a movement. Um on YouTube, it's a TED Talk by this guy named Derek Silvers, and he really breaks down, um, you know, the 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 simple mechanism for getting a group of people to participate in something. And I always like to believe everything that can be used as a weapon can also be used as a tool, and everything that can be used as a tool can always be used as a weapon. Think of nuclear power. Nuclear power can be used to power homes, or nuclear power can be used to destroy cities as a bomb. So uh, I'm going to play the audio for you in this video, but you can watch this video online. Um, it's titled How to Start a Movement by Derek uh, Sievers. It's D-E-R-E-K-S-I-V-E-R-S. -E -E it's a TED Talk. Um, but yeah, I'll play the audio for you right now. Dissect some lessons from it. First, of course, you know, a leader needs the guts to stand out and be ridiculed. <laughs> but what he's doing is so easy to follow. So here's his first follower with a crucial role. He's going to show everyone else how to follow. Now notice that the leader embraces him as an equal. So now it's not about the leader anymore. It's about them, plural. Now there he is calling to his friends. Now if you notice that the first follower is actually an underestimated form of leadership in itself. It takes guts to stand out like that. The first follower is what transforms a lone nut into a leader. And here comes a second follower. Now it's not a lone nut, it's not two nuts. Three is a crowd, and a crowd is news. So a movement must be public. 
it's important to show not just the leader, but the followers, because you find that new followers emulate the followers, not the leader. Now here come two more people, and immediately after, three more people. Now we've got momentum. This is the tipping point. Now we've got a movement. <laughs> so. Notice that as more people join in, it's less risky. So those that were sitting on the fence before now have no reason not to. They won't stand out, they won't be ridiculed, but they will be part of the in crowd if they hurry. So, <laughs> over the next minute, you'll see all of the uh, those that prefer to stick with the crowd because eventually they would be ridiculed for not joining in. And that's how you make a movement. Okay, so that's generally the breakdown. Uh, this is more of a, I guess, an example where, you know, a more positive example of this. But like I said, every tool can be a weapon. Every weapon can be a tool. So um, this same behavioral science uh, breakdown and, uh, I guess, initiation uh, of, of uh, creating, like, I want to say almost on a lynching in, uh, environment is uh can be spun up for people uh in this program a lot of uh a lot of people who listen i guess uh, are subject to something called gang stalking and gang stalking is really the the um the key word that really even got me into you know the situation under awareness that i was in this situation until i finally started going further and further down the rabbit hole you know and i had some some nice people help me um from uh that work for the that were contractors for the government and yeah we're not going to get into that but as you can see in this talk that this kind of stuff can be um manufactured and all you you know especially if the government is uh not very fond of a particular person uh what you do is you can start to you know you can use police you can use you know, uh, federal law enforcement, you can, you know, use a fake crowd or what have you. You just need, you don't, you don't need very, very many people to get kind of a, create kind of a lynching environment. Um, and as, uh, we're, as you found out in that one situation, what they do is they embrace the first follower, kind of speak, the first person they can convince that, you know, uh, a particular person is a problem or what have you and then it goes from there and then they can massage those results by having more people who are on the payroll etc kind of join in and make it seem like oh man this is quite the problem because you know cities are big um so you can even a, a lot of people even get like civic employees involved and um that's for the gang stocking type of stuff but um and, and, you know, they can manufacture a kind of um, false understanding of, oh, hey, this is a problem, or hey, this is going on, or what have you. And then eventually, you know, if you go to enough PTA meetings and bring this stuff up and you get enough people on board, eventually people will start to be like, oh, man, this this is a problem. We need to address this problem. And it can be completely manufactured. And as we can tell even from this TED Talk, you know, the behavioral science is broken down. You, I mean, this can be manufactured to happen to anyone. And it doesn't take too many people. Because like I said, humans are strange animals. We all are just, you know, saying you really understand. Once you, If you get into behavioral science, which is something I, you know, had definitely had to take a crash course in during my uh, 
during this abuse, you really start to understand. If you really understand behavior, you know, get into behavioral science, how it's it's just like triggers and you know six principles uh, called any six principles of persuasion. Basically, it's the six principles that make us believe something is true. Believe it or not, the you know. And it's super simple. And if you get into this stuff, you understand that these situations can be manufactured and towards a person. And then while the, the these um, kind of lich, lynching type um, factions are grown, you know, either by people in the city or what have you, um, you can start to establish a rules as it's starting to gain momentum. You're going to start to establish rules like, oh, oh, we can't talk about it because of this. Or, you know, this is how we're and this is how we're going to avoid jail. Or, you know, they'll create something called um, it's open secret. Everyone's heard that open secret. It's almost kind of like an inside joke or what have you. So they'll create an environment where, you know, we're like, hey, well, we'll, what, well this is how we'll communicate. And then we'll talk about this person in a special way. One day, and uh, you know this is going to help us avoid getting put in jail, but it's also going to you know help us so we can identify you know what we're talking about, etc. And so these kind of parameters can be set up, and it's actually not very foreign. Um, there's just you know it's just, yeah it's just it's just not very foreign. So after a while, your abuse becomes a novelty and then so many other people are doing it and enough people keep regurgitating a false narrative false consensus about the reason for doing it and it's a very key i'm setting this up for this episode believe it or not all these things i'm saying i understand i've repeated these things but i have to set this up because not everyone you know watches or listens to the whole the whole series but uh you know, it it it's really key that this happens out of the view of the particular person, like almost like an ambush. And it really it really does happen that way. So, you know, I this is on our video series, but um here's a key example where some people in the city, uh some guy who worked for this for this small city, um, somewhere in the middle of America. I have it on our COINTELPRO 2.0 uh, video series. You can check that video series out of videos with an S, videos.cointelpro, the number two, and then zero, Z-E-R-O dot com. Uh, but yeah, so you can go ahead and uh, uh, you can see from this video, I'm going to play the audio for you here, where basically somebody who works for the fire department um, created this narrative uh, within people who worked in the city there that, you know, I guess there's some sort of mis there's some sort of argument over a particular house that, uh, I guess some guy who's a, f a former chief firefighter or something like that of the city that this uh, particular guy lives in. And, you know, that's been half his house or what have you. And this guy, I guess it got put on the market and this guy bid on the house because he was just, it was right next door and he thought that would be a nice piece of real estate. Nobody was doing anything with the house. The house is just sitting there. So uh, this guy put a bid on the house and then the, starting with people in this local civic government, you need to understand these things, they happen, they're really clicky. And then when people are, feel like they're part of the same tribe, 
you know it they just keep repeat they'll just keep repeating a lie what have you and it's and the, and it and it starts from the top moves its way down and then people have been repeating the lie so many, so many times it doesn't matter now they've gained momentum this is what we're doing to this person etc and that's what this happened this gentleman I want to play this video for you you can at least hear the audio where then everybody in towns got involved in harassing this guy now it this is just a key indicator for the structure of of gang stalking, you know, saying how it happens and how it is a real thing and it happens. It's not just some some kind of kind of you know phenomenon, but it has a particular structure on how to abuse a person. Um, do you understand? Like, uh, it just gets really out of hand. But uh, you know, it's it'll it'll start you know with sometimes with somebody in just in the city, and then they're just like, well, either you know. It could be for a numerous amount of reasons. This is a particularly silly reason, but uh, cities have been known to do this shit if uh, they know one of their police officers uh, abused a particular person, and that they could be held liable for you know like a hefty payout. Because you gotta understand, cities are, are like you know it's a business; they're incorporated, and they're not trying to pay out a couple million dollars whatever for a cop's mistake. So they'll engage this kind of stuff to get rid of people in town so they could be out of the the county or the district or whatever to beat, like, statute of limitations on, on police uh, abuse, etc. There's numerous amounts, uh, amount of reasons, but there is a structure to it. And I'm, I'm setting this up so I can um, teach you about something new today. But uh, here, let's listen to this just so you can have an understanding that this is this is a real thing. In Hubbard, Ohio, it might be the last one you'd expect folks to fight over. But this vacant house on East Liberty Street is the hottest property since good old Nehemiah Hubbard founded the town 200 years ago. Oh, what a fuss over a little fixer-upper. This all started in 2007 over a simple real estate deal, correct? Right. It was the property next next door here. Meet Rick and Cindy Curlidge, longtime Hubbard residents. They say all they wanted was to buy the property next door. The only problem? It wasn't for sale. These folks, John and Marlene Clementi, had inherited half the house. The other half was tied up in court. But Rick Curlidge tried to buy it anyway, even though it had been in the Clementi family for generations. I says, well, you're not getting my land. And I said, that's not right. It's my family since 1922. How could you do that? The Clement family called me up and they told me to take my bid off the table. And if I didn't take my bid off the table, we'd be bitter enemies for life. Rick never got the house, but he says he's still paying for what he did. As the town fire chief, Clementi had lots of friends and suddenly Rick and Cindy say it seemed like every single one of them was driving by honking the horn. And it wasn't to say hello. family conspired together to organize a horn-blowing campaign against us. That's really what this is all about. Ask not for whom the horn blows, it blows for Rick and Cindy Curlidge. 
in the beginning, it was 100 times a day. 100 times a day. 100. So they began planning their payback. Their house now bristles with expensive surveillance cameras. As we were looking them over, just watch what happened. The last camera is down here on the tree. Okay. Somebody just honked their horn. Did you hear that? Yeah, it's not. Was that branded. a friendly honk? Probably not. Okay. Rick says his ear is now well, finally attuned. I tell an import horn from a domestic horn. Who are these horn blowers? Not just people in the town, but people who work for the town. Firefighters, including some from the department John Clemente ran, and police. Here's one of Hubbard Township's finest, not serving, not protecting, just honking. The town of Hubbard is against the Curliches, and everybody's in on it now. Does the city of Hubbard want the Curliches to leave? Well, I believe so. So, yeah, so you hear that right there. I mean, it gets really fucking stupid, man. And, um... You know, me in particular, when I was going through this kind of harassment, like, this is a military mecca. Like, San Diego is a military town. And so, you know, you get a lot of people who live here, etc., who are former military, former intelligence, etc., current intelligence, you know. And, um, you know, my situation, if you've been following, it was a local situation that kind of turned into a much, uh, a much bigger situation. And it just was like this trigger of of things and you know that is exactly what happened but it's not horns being honked um it's people exposing you to radiation you know instead you know these people got it good you know but just the same way the whole town comes together and it usually will start with the civic government because there's a lot of people employed by the city there's firemen blah 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 they're all getting paid by the city i mean they're gonna do what the city says and if you know, the mayor or fucking who knows, like, you know, somebody with some brass says, hey, this is what's going on. They're not going to they're not they're not going to they're not going to question it. You know, what I'm saying their their livelihood comes to it. And so, you know, in a lot of these gang sucking situations, your city government will be the ones who starts a lot of drama. And since everyone they you know, they pay their mortgage, et cetera, they, you know, they're, they're, they pay their bills, et cetera, with the city paying, you know, with the city or the county uh, paying the bills, they are the most likely civic employees are more than apt to join in on the abuse. And there's a lot more people that work for a city than you really understand. I mean, there's all sorts of people, water district people, trash people, blah, 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 you know, waste, waste management people, fucking, you know, uh, police, fire department, uh, administration, etc. So there's quite a few people to get the ball rolling. And so since we understand that crowd science is, you know, can be hacked and we can get people to do things that they weren't particularly, as we heard from the first TED talk, that they weren't particularly, would be particularly apt to do on their own. You can hack that crowd science and, um, you know, these local city governments, etc. when it comes to, you know, gang stalking. And like I said, um, cities do that. Cities do this shit because, you know, for un so many different reasons. In fact, because of this type of abuse, is this is where you get the saying, you can't fight city hall, is because these kinds of tactics will be implemented, especially if the city's really corrupt or if they don't, um, Jim's saying, like, if they're not if they if they really have like a tight lid on 
on this sorts of things or, you know, everyone kind of knows the drill. Hey, we're being threatened with whatever lawsuit or what have you. We want to get rid of this guy, you know, saying we don't want to pay the settlement, whatever. Because, I mean, settlements, those going to be in the millions of dollars, especially if, you know, a cop does something stupid and abuses somebody. And then, like, now they're they've got some sort of... of you know, PTSD about it or whatever, that's going to affect their life forever. And a jury will see that and award them millions of dollars. I mean, and you really understand it's a real thing. This shit gets out of hand and it happens so much more than I think most people understand. And because gang stalking is like a slow boil, do you understand? It's like the frog being put in the pot and you slowly bring it up to temperature you may not really even understand if you are a victim of this sort sort of thing um, until you're it's too late or until you're like surrounded. Um, but yeah, um, there's this guy named Stephen Lawrence who was killed in the UK back in 1999, and it was this huge, huge story. I mean, huge. So this uh, this just. Uh, black guy who lived in the United Kingdom, Stephen Lawrence, was killed by some people, and the investigation was really bungled by the the investigators, and they know that they really screwed up the murder investigation. So, in response, the, you know, in response to them basically just uh, totally dropping the ball on this murder investigation, UK police, etc., started paying gangs, etc., to start um, harassing the family, trying to get them to leave town, etc. And it turned really into this really ugly thing because they understood that they messed up. And I mean, like I said, cities freak out. They understand these things can get out of control. They're and they don't necessarily want to pay these things, and they also don't want to take the hit to their ego because it takes you know it takes quite a while to repair the damage from that. And so the Stephen Lawrence case in um, in the UK, I mean, it was it was it was a huge deal. It was a huge deal. Fucking Nelson Mandela got involved in it. I mean, you really need to take a look at that. But these sorts of things will happen when um, law enforcement or what have you messes up, don't do their job, uh, abuses somebody, you know, gets caught doing crimes, and it really becomes like a thing of tribalism. So, I mean, there are people who are subject to this gang stalking stuff that didn't do anything. All they did was try, you know what I'm saying, was be the victim of a shitty um, civic government. I mean, you really understand. For this amount of heat to be brought on to a certain person, there really has to be, uh, you know, it really has to be a reason for it. And um, nobody, nobody does anything for free. And if, you know, you are in part of a town and you have lots of people involved, you understand the mechanisms that are involved and how disinformation is spread, um, uh, et cetera. And then how they will use the crowd, that one, how they will use people who work for civic government, firemen, policemen, people that work in administration, what have you, to create this false sense of urgency of, oh, there's a problem with this person. In reality, they're probably trying to duck something, 
perhaps there's a corrupt, you know, saying they have a corruption problem in their law enforcement. Maybe one of their cops beat the shit out of, you know, your one of your kids or something like or beat the shit out of you. They're not there and they're not trying to pay that settlement. And since they understand, well, we could pay millions of dollars or we can spend the next, you know, six weeks or whatever doing this really fucked up shit to this person. And it's pretty effective, I'll tell you, you know, they really, I mean, you'll hear, you just Google stories about people claiming they were, they were run out of their own town and it's using these same mechanisms and it, it's a, it's a formula. It really is a formula. And believe it or not, this all was born out of the first iteration of the COINTELPRO program because these tactics, these gang stalking tactics were created to, uh, chase communists out of the suburbs because the FBI was really paranoid that well, because the FBI was really trying to push communism out of the suburbs you know when COINTELPRO was hot you know it was like a they were uh, you know they were using the program to silence you know civil rights activists etc as well as communism it felt on it fell under that um, umbrella and so now, because of that, they spread this uh, method and methodology of abusing people, pushing them out of town, how to spread disinformation about them. Um, it's it's really horrible. It really fucks with their psyche if you're ever under this sort of thing because it's, it's very unnatural. And usually you'll have somebody like an older person, sometimes even like a retired you know, police officer who will be trained in these sort of things. And usually they'll pass the baton down to some other person that's going to be long term in the in the in the system. But, you know, but there's the go to guy who gets training in that. And then they will be the director of the said gang stalking programs. Um, what do you call it? Uh, organized harassment. And, you know, in the uh, in the training, they are taught that those same tactics um, that I, I, we listed in the beginning with that video about uh, Abby Hoffman, where they use ridicule and turning your abuse into a novelty to really get people to come on board because it, now it becomes like a fun thing. You know, it's like, oh, no, we're having fun with this guy. So not only is it that, you know, you're allowed to abuse a person because, believe it or not, humans are terrible they're just terrible when you're when you're told like you're you're better than someone else and you can abuse them i mean we already understand where that goes the fucking you know what i'm saying with the nazis and the jews like you guys are good and you guys are bad you know the stanford prison experiment literally proved that all you need is some kind of person who maintains authority to say hey you're the good guys and you're the bad guys and you have to do what the bad guys say or you know what I'm saying? Or, or we're getting rid of bad people or whatever. Just like what Hitler did with the fucking Jews. People are, they're robots, man. They're dumb robots. They're dumb monkeys with cell phones. So anyways, during this abuse, they're going to turn your abuse, during, during this, they're going to turn your abuse into a fucking novelty. And you need to learn about your list. Basically, your list is um, a list of triggers, believe it or not. They will keep a log of the things that they do to you, especially if it seems like you're not going to leave town or what have you. Keep in mind, I live in San Diego. There's the military runs this this fucking town. You understand the military runs this bitch. They got their hands and fingers and everything, every 
city, etc., that surround these military bases. It's the largest concentration of military personnel and military contractors in the nation. And we also have the the the, the world's biggest military. So you need to understand what that mean, what that translates to. There's a lot of people plugged into, you know, the Pentagon, etc., that are here. And um, so the police, fire department, what have you, of the surrounding cities of these three major bases we have here. Um, when the military doesn't like you, they will then pass this on to their homies in civic government, etc. And then they're, they're kind of instructed to fuck with you on their behalf. At least in my case, because San Diego. And I think any town that has a major military base most likely be the same thing. But if not, keep in mind, these programs are also regional. And they've been around since, like, the late 60s. So, you know, it's not new information. It's, it's, it's given, you know, it's been around for quite a long time. And every time, you know, you see those news reports about someone claiming they were run out of town or abused by police, or whatever, it's 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 basically this program. It's basically the gang stalking program that originated from COINTELPRO. And uh, they understand <clears throat> all the mechanisms, all the behavioral triggers, etc., to get people in your community to start participating in lynching behavior. You understand? And so they'll spin a story. They said they'll they'll say something happened. It was this. It was that. It was this. In my particular case, um, a lot of people. I mean, I didn't even know this was being passed around. Uh, and what they'll usually do is they'll abuse you to the point where you'll want to stay inside your house constantly. And when you stay inside your house, then you'll have like police, firemen, civic employees going around town, spreading disinformation about you. Uh, saying, you know, you did this particular thing. Mine was that I, um, well, first and foremost, every, um, people were saying that I was sending pictures of my penis to little kids. There's never been, been a picture I've ever, I've never even taken a picture, like a sexting thing for like a girlfriend or anything. So that's not true. So they couldn't, so that wasn't true. And so then it switched to, oh, well, Steven had a secret stat or no, not that. Then my abuse turned, then it turned into, uh, with, like I said, they'll go around town. They'll start spreading the shit and it's just bullshit, but it's to get people gossiping and talking about you, what have you. And, um, for me, then it moved on to, um, people saying that I, uh, what was the other one? Oh yeah. That. I had like a a, a a gaming laptop full of child porn. That wasn't the case. That never happened. Plus, that's a plus. Plus, that's a federal crime, um, not just a state crime. So you know you can't run away from it. Um, so even if the the state statute limitations run out, it's still a federal crime. Do you understand? So that wasn't the case but they they these motherfuckers they abused the shit out of me they made me believe i must have done something wrong to deserve that and when you're going through this man like you don't make sense of it you're you're willing to you're willing to do anything to make this abuse stop you're willing to do anything to make a make sense of it you really need to understand i i promise i'm going to get to what this get back to this list thing but you need to understand how this is going to happen with you they're going to keep you scared they're going to keep you fucking you know worrying about leaving the house or whatever they make you worry about your fucking safety and while they're doing that they're going to go around town 
oh yeah, I was finishing the story on um my like series of uh of rumors they were spreading about me. Uh, then it went to I was hoarding porn inside of a storage unit. That wasn't the case. Um, then it went to I skipped out on a rape charge in high school and that I have a history of rapes and shit like that wasn't the case. But they, you know, considering now is a tech, you know, we live in a technology age, so a lot of this abuse also goes online. They set you up in a lot of catch 22s. I mean, there's it's a strategy, it's a fucking recipe, and you really have no clue like how badly they will fuck you. And especially since I'm in the military town now, you now I'm having to deal with people who work for Intel, uh, contractors who work with the city, etc., doing shit like really dark fucking mind fuckery type of shit man it's it's just so horrible that this there this is a formula this is this is something that they do to motherfuckers and you know it it was it was really gnarly and but all the things that they were saying that there was a reason for this right because people in in like police firemen fucking civic employees etc were saying that i was guilty of all these things it uh harnesses something called gish gallop you can look that up as G-I-S-H and then Gallup, Gish Gallup. Like I said, if you get into behavioral science, you realize like if you string all these things together, it creates quite the situation. You know what I'm saying? Um, which is why it's illegal to incite a mob because even the government knows that's a real charge. You, you, you can, you, it's a real charge. It's against the law to incite a mob because the government literally knows it's a science to work, get a bunch of people uh, mobilized to do horrible things. That's that's a real thing. You can go to jail for inciting a mob, and only because the government knows, you know, you're you're doing something in, in hopes to commit violent acts. Only because the government knows how to do those things themselves. You understand? Um, but yeah, so they just they spread all this horrible bullshit. They traumatized the fuck out of me. Kept drugging me, etc. My uh, local issue was that these local military contractors and the police, there's not the police. I, I hate to say, you know, when I talk about cops um, being part of my abuse, it's not all cops. It's just there'll be cliques, just like, uh, you know, everyone's learning about LASD gangs. You know how Google LASD gangs. There's these cliques here in San Diego where the cops are corrupt. They're just they're just corrupt. And uh, they think it's their city. They they, they, they they really take that whole I am the law, judge, dread shit just too far. It's, it's just a bunch. It's, you know, saying guys who, you know, you know, like Letterman jacket douchebags in high school, whatever. But now, you know, they're cops. And uh, so there were some local street cops, et cetera, that were working with these guys who did Internet monitoring. And uh, there's a lot of uh, ways to abuse uh, your NSA contractor job with me, what they, what they initially did was try to get me labeled a terrorist and the NSA guidelines for that shit is so loose, bro. You can get put on an NSA watch list for the dumbest things. You can get put on an NSA watch list. If you buy and store and hoard gold, did you know that you can get on an NSA watch list? If you're a Linux user, did you know that? You can get on an NSA watch list if you homeschool your kids. No bullshit. These are real things. You should really look at the requirements to get labeled a threat, terrorist threat, whatever. 
you can get labeled as a terrorist on an NSA watch list if you're a libertarian. No bullshit. If or you express libertarian values on the on the internet. This is all true. I'm not saying all true things here. These are from the guidelines. If you talk if you talk about the book of revelations from the Bible, you can be labeled a fucking terrorist and get temporary provisions for FISA warrants to look into your life, your financials, etc. They're allowed to get into everything. And that's what these guys are doing here is uh, they're they're um, using the system to look into your life to see if you're worth robbing. And these are military contractors, uh, NSA contractors, and people who had NSA detail. Because Marines are also, I guess, if they test high or whatever, and I guess Navy people are also given NSA detail. And these guys um, looked into my, uh, I grew up with some cops, whatever. I grew up with law enforcement, et cetera, because my father was a police officer in the 80s. And he left me some money. And uh, these military guys, along with these cops, teamed together to try to extort me when they thought a payment was happening. Uh, but it wasn't. But they had their information wrong. But so they were basically, basically they started threatening me using these same tactics. And then they told me, hey, when that money comes in, man, you better pay us or we're going to fucking ruin your life. So basically that was the initial um, drama and reason for what was going on here uh, with me is, you know, I'm saying these cops and they're allergic to jail. They're going to make sure I don't go. They're going to make sure uh, they don't go to jail. And they were trying to use all these like half-baked reasons or what have you to uh, try to, you know, tell everyone why they need to start, you know, fucking with me or whatever. And in reality, it's just like what you just saw in that video. It's the city banding together because here's the thing, you know, these cops and these uh, mil and these guys with uh, NSA detail were abusing their job. And now, you know, what I'm saying the city understands because they're going to just tell their boss, well, yeah, we tried to shake this dude down or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And they're going to see this situation as, well, we're, I'm not, you know, what I'm saying as, as a, as a financial obligation where they're going to have to fucking pay if I, you know, saying if, if, if I really even understand my rights, which I didn't, and I wasn't even concerned about it because I was just getting abused so much. But you can understand how the city government itself was also concerned. Like, we got fucking beat cops who, I mean, these guys, you have to understand, these guys just were so blatant about it. And the crazy thing is, is they were so good and so blatant with their extortion attempt. Local cops also telling them, you know, you better pay, man. You better pay. We're going to fucking ruin your life. And then they were doing it online, too. And that's where they, those uh, online guys, those guys with NSA detail, work together. And they were really obvious about it. And usually when you get people really obvious about that kind of shit, it's because they've done it so many times. So basically in San Diego, we have a problem where people who have uh, jobs monitoring the Internet are now working with corrupt groups of beat cops to basically extort locals, shake us down. So they're not using their job to protect us from terrorism. They're using it to peer into the financials of locals 
and then using military intelligence training as uh, uh, intimidation tactics, etc., as well as gang stalking tactics, tactics to extort money out of people. And you can only, I can only imagine, you know, working for the city and realizing like, oh, this motherfucker realizes like we can get our asses sued off. And that's exactly what happened. And it got really out of control. And uh, I wouldn't leave town because I didn't even realize what I did wrong. They just kept coming up with excuses. It's called moving the goalpost. And you need to understand if it starts with an excuse and then changes to another excuse and changes to another excuse. I mean, one time they were just like, oh, you fucking committed hate crimes. And that's why this is happening. Like they just keep they want to keep you spinning one because they're trying to run out the statute of limitations. And two, they don't want you to figure out what's going on. They want you to keep your your head twisted. And while this is going on, they're also getting a bunch of people in town to see your abuse, especially if you're starting to lose your mind, you're getting crazy, you're going around town telling people, hey, these fucking cops are fucking doing shit, whatever. So they got to sully your reputation. So anyways, going back to that original video, they got to turn your abuse into a fucking novelty. They got to make it fun for people because people don't really care. They don't really care about you or what you did or your life. But people will will jump to the opportunity to um, to shit on another person. I mean, I think even one of the last quotes from uh, what's his name who wrote 1984. Uh, he, he he said, "Imagine a boot stomping, you know, on a person's head for the rest of eternity." And he was just talking about how. You know, humans desire to like dominate people, and that's really it is to program animal urge. And so, what's going to happen is if you stick around or the abuse gets really out of control, what they're going to do is they're going to start programming certain associations through trauma. Basically, the same way you do with a dog, you know, how you do positive reinforcement with like a treat. You know what I'm saying? You do something, right? Whether it be you know, a whistle, a certain command, uh, whatever, whatever kind of command. Uh, and then when they complete the command, then you give them a treat and you start positively reinforcing that to a dog. Well, they will do that to you, to a human, um, and to then turn your abuse into a novelty. And I'm going to get into how they're going to, how they do that. Um, so they're going to have like a list and usually, you know, if you listen to our, um, what is red squatting, squatting, like a squad, what is red squatting episode? You learn about this system of, you know, using PTSD to reinforce behaviors in the, in the target of this kind of shit. And um, it's a real horrible form of of abuse. It really is just it's fucking gnarly. It's it's horrible that it's this was even created. But like I said, this is information that's been passed around, passed down since like the seventies, and especially like a military town like San Diego. I mean, you can believe like cops and city governments, whatever, and no one do this shit for a long time, especially since it's such a close. We have such a close uh, relationship with with uh, people um, in the military because the military is what fuels this fucking town. So you learn about red squatting and they'll first start this uh, programming with the color red 
and um, they'll use uh, radiation exposure, etc. Matt's paired up with the color red, so you'll have like people, groups of people who will start to like surround you all wearing the color red. And you know, first that'll be strange to you, and then eventually it'll be you'll only see people in the color red when confronted with certain situations. Maybe they don't want you to go somewhere, etc. And with me, any kind of place that I had to go shopping or whatever, these uh, motherfuckers would all show up wearing just red. Nothing, you know, all of them were wearing red sweaters, red hats, whatever. And then eventually they started pairing this up with radiation exposure, and I get uh, radiation sickness. And um, you know that becomes traumatizing, and then after a while, you start to understand. Okay, every time I see a bunch of people now wearing red radiation sickness is going to happen just like training a dog and uh they'll do that with tons of different colors etc um and it'll be in and eventually you'll start to understand like oh fuck you know these motherfuckers they're communicating don't do this or do this or go here or stop this or whatever just using colors and associations because eventually because when you start become uh when you become run rag run ragged when you are put in fight or flight mode consistency, it's very exhausting. So your brain will work hard to find the association responsible for what's going on. Your brain will search for it and will find it. And um, you don't know this because you've never been in this situation. I'm telling you how it works. And if you have been in it, because I've found so many people in gang stalking forums, etc., then you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. And it's fucking horrible. But, um... Your list, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll program a bunch of different things. And everyone is different, you know. Every time you see the color yellow, it'll mean this. If you see the color orange, it'll mean this. If you see the color blue, it'll mean this. But they'll start reinforcing it with radiation exposure. And the way radiation exposure works is like, um, I don't know if you know what a Pythagoras cup is. It's called the greedy cup. And basically, if you can keep filling the cup, filling the cup, filling the cup, right? Until you reach a certain point in the Pythagoras cup. And then the cup will drain itself because of the way that the cup is structured using uh, fluid dynamics. If it reaches a certain point, it'll then pull all the fluid out of the cup and then you you won't uh, have anything left in the cup. And that's essentially what radiation exposure is, is you keep, you keep exposing somebody, exposing somebody, exposing something, adding to it, adding to it, topping it off. And eventually, once it reaches its fill point, then you'll get radiation poisoning. You'll get massive nausea. You'll, you'll fucking shit yourself, whatever. So it's like they keep topping your cup off. So what they'll do is they'll, uh, because radiation expo- exposure dissipates in the body after a few days or whatever, and they'll have, they'll start creating these situations where, you're constantly put um, in one of these situations. They'll start associating colors. They'll start associating sounds. Like they'll like there'll be sneezes, or sometimes it'll be coughs. Sometimes it'll be car horns. Whenever you hear hear a car horn honk more than three times, you'll get hit with the radiation. Eventually, you're gonna be like, oh no, it's not my thing. They'll create these triggers, and um, they do it with this negative association with shit. And sometimes they'll use things like. Um, some people saying they're based off the military's phaser rifle. It's basically like a little tiny infrared laser that'll like burn you. 
but um, they didn't use that kind of shit on me very much. They mainly used um, ionizing radiation. You know, whether that could be from, like, fucking cathode raid tubes from monitors, believe it or not. You know, like computer monitors, those big ones. You could create, like, uh, a thing that shoots charged particles at someone at close range. Um, I mean, there's so many different ways where you can actually... Uh, shoot charged particles. I mean, there's even like, um, yeah, I mean, they can use industrial radiography equipment, uh, you know, that uses a, like a cobalt source or iridium source, whatever the way they do. There's just so many different ways to hide it in your car, um, etc. So, and, and it'll all be paired up with these associations. So just like training a dog, eventually you're going to have these this like library of certain things, and they'll pair it up with an unpleasant experience, whether that be poisoned food. So whenever you drink out of like a red cup, or whenever you drink, you know, or you know, uh, fucking see somebody wearing red clothes or what have you, and you first get introduced to this with red squatting, I recommend you listen to that episode. But eventually you're going to have like this whole library of negative associations and basically that's your list that's your manifest that's your manifest of associations and then how i showed you before um groups local groups are then encouraged to abuse you using these associations so and uh you know depending on how well people are good at keeping a secret and participate in the abuse of you what have you more and more people will get be brought in. And since we live in a technology age, lots of this shit will be shared in like a group chat. Like an encrypted group chat using like Signal or fucking WeChat or whatever. And they'll share like, oh, so-and-so said they've been programming this thing into this guy. And it turns into a novelty. And since everyone's been told that you're a bad person, you're a piece of shit, you did this, whatever. No, None of these people who participate in your abuse who aren't part of like city government, military contracts, whatever, ever check this shit. And, you know what I'm saying? It's just like the Stafford prison experiment. People are told they're the good guys, and those are the bad guys, and you need to keep the bad guys from falling out of line. And it's all you need is a fucking cop to tell people this. And here's the thing. Just because a cop says a thing doesn't mean it's the law. It doesn't mean it's true. Etc. And nobody's going to look it up, okay, because the halo effect, the halo effect is basically, you know, people's uh, uh, built associations on certain jobs, etc. Makes people trust people. So that's why, you know, uh, in dentist commercials, they'll have some asshole in a white coat saying, you know, four out of five dentists say this. And the guy is not even a dentist. He's just wearing a white coat. But you've associated that with doctors and people who say things that are important for your health, so you'll retain that. Same thing with a police officer. We've been, you've associated for years that through TV, etc., that the cops are the good guys, and people see the the uniform, and everything that comes out of that guy's mouth becomes facts because cops are the good guys. They're always trying to get the bad guys. I mean, it's just an asshole in a Dickies jumpsuit with a piece of metal on his titty, you know. But because of the halo effect, you know, they can easily spread lies and people will jump on board. Um, but yeah, so you'll get this list of all these horrible things that you that are triggers 
to get you act a certain way, to get you pissed off or what have you. And they'll be shared online and usually like in a group chat. Some even will post it on like a websites. And I've uh, I've found that they'll sometimes create a website that's like, I don't know, abcdentistry.com or whatever. You're, let, let's say you live in like a, sound, a town called Greenville. So they'll have greenvillefamilydentistry.com, right? And then they will like hyperlink. They'll, you scroll to the bottom of the web page, right? And it looks like a, a, a business, like a fake business website. And um, these are just some of the ways that other people have, uh, what's it called, let me know how they found out about their list, how it was being shared. Uh, before encrypted chat, this was this website man way was how they would do it, where they'd create like a fake business website. All the people would be, you know, uh, stock photo people, whatever. It would look like uh, just some kind of business. So if you came to the website, you didn't know what the fuck you were looking at, whatever. So you'd scroll to the bottom of the page, and a lot of people would hyperlink the. Uh, if you know on the bottom of web pages, it says copyright, blah 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 blah, and then they would put a no follow tag on the copyright symbol and then they would put a link to a back end of that web page that people could log into and they would share you know how to do these things and this is before encrypted chats etc became widely known uh, i want to say the the early 2ks to i guess when messaging apps started becoming more popularized and uh, they would share your list there and so people go to the website, the fake website, but it looks legit. So if a normal person came across it, they wouldn't notice it. Scroll to the bottom, hit the hit the copyright symbol, which would usually be like a link. You know, usually you don't look for those things. You don't look for Easter egg links in a website. And they put a no follow tag. No follow means like Google won't uh, log that into their database. And then there would be like a password page they would go to and they would log in and then they would share all how to abuse this person in town or whatever and then when they were done or the person died or what have you then they would just uh delete the database they or delete the back end of the website and delete the website and there'd be no trace of it no trace of the communications whatever and that was very fairly common but now it's being done via group chats uh, encrypted chats too. Those are becoming more and more uh, popular. But yeah, there's going to be a list. If you show him the color red, be ready for him to do this. If uh, you say this certain thing to him, be ready for him to do this, whatever. And uh, they turn your abuse into a novelty and sooner or later, uh, this stuff gets passed to criminals. Because if you're part of this system, eventually these criminals will uh, try to turn your death into a check. They'll do a life insurance scam. And if you have shitty cops, etc., they'll help cover for that. Usually these shitty cops, they know kind of shitty lawyers, etc. Because usually when corrupt cops, the reason why they feel comfortable being corrupt is because they've established a network of people to help them, you know, do their crimes. And then it becomes like a racket on top of, you know organized crime and so the, what they'll do is they'll keep abusing you what have you they'll turn it into like a fun game with the outcome being you know we're going to get a payday on top of it believe it or not this is a real thing and it really fucking happens i mean just as i was showing you with uh just that whole town got together just over a fucking a, a guy put a bid on a house he didn't even know had all this drama attached to it 
Uh, I mean, people do it for really stupid reasons, but you can understand, like, if the city is trying to fuck you, usually these cops start getting ideas of what to do with you after the statute of limitations. I think it's like three years or some shit has passed on you being able to report their abuse, what caused them to start fucking with you in the first place. So once that time passes, I mean, they get real confident. They start making plans. The lies about you will get even bigger and bigger. Uh, people... You know what I'm saying? And and, fa and and there's lots of losers. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of adult losers, etc. that will get involved with this shit. A lot of a lot of just just shitty people, man. It, it will it will get out of hand. And just as we were I was uh demonstrating with that TED Talk video is they understand the crowd science behind it. They understand what it is to maintain certain narratives, etc. There's hierarchy. There's the people who know what's actually going on at the, you know, closer to the top of things. They're disseminating information that, you know, below them, etc. So the stuff will get shared on group chats now, encrypted chats, and it's like, yeah, it's dog, dog, dog training and reinforced learning, etc. So these lists, they'll show how to make the trigger happen to you, what the trigger is, whether it be a color, a sound, you know, just like, uh, you know, you hear a song and it makes you remind and it reminds you of a girl or what have you. They'll sometimes do it with a song. Um, they'll tell people the, all the details will be in this list. Uh, they'll tell people the duration of how long they should do the abuse, the application, because sometimes they compare certain things like you can hear a certain song. But then if you hear that certain song, like this is a real thing. So they'll start um, intimidating you using music believe it or not um and actually i got a great illustration for how even that's done god i was gonna play the clip for you but you know the first transformers the very first transformers movie you know how bumblebee always used uh he couldn't speak bumblebee couldn't talk so he used the radio or to play songs and usually the songs would be themed uh you know around uh what he was trying to say. You remember that part from Transformers, especially Transformers 1? You know, when he was trying to, uh, um, what's his name, was trying to get the girl or whatever, and then Bumblebee was trying to help him. And all the music was themed after what was going on, you know what I'm saying? So you can communicate through things through music, do you understand? And they will do that. They'll use fucking songs and shit. And, uh, you know what I'm saying, depending on the fucking song and what is going on too i mean there can be modifiers to your you know to those things i mean i mean and that sounds like oh that's silly but how many times how many times have people seen that video where a dog is looking at a button with you know there's like 47 different colored buttons on the ground and the dog knows how to talk to you ask you if you can go outside or what have you what it pairs those things up right that's what basically it does it pairs up the buttons we've all seen that a million times on tiktok etc that's essentially what they're doing, but they're doing it to a human, and they're reinforcing it with pain, usually. Like, like I said, one of those uh, kind of infrared phaser rifle things, those lasers, they'll shoot you with it. Those things burn. They hurt, or they'll do it with radiation, and um, it's crazy. But while this, while this abuse is going on, once you get into the point where they're trying to train you like a dog, like you can really get ready for some real fucked up abuse, man. And, um, you know, around here, what happened was I, 
then what to call all those rumors about, you know, sex crimes, etc. about me, people started going, okay, so this is what we do this to the bad people, blah, blah, blah. But that's not at all what happened. What happened was these fucking local cops and these military cats were trying to shake me down and they fucked up. But while they were putting me through all this stress, um, come to find out, once I said something, I, I, I was having a conversation with uh, one of the, uh, the girls that was put in place to help do this abuse. So understand, these people had a plan. They were planning on robbing me. They even paid some girl to pretend to be my girlfriend at the time. They were planning on it. And, you know what I'm saying, from what I'm understanding, they thought I was going to come into like a half a million dollars. So these guys, they thought they were going to pull off like a heist. So they planned ahead. They had some fake, you know, they had some girl, whatever. And like, bro, it was just, it was the worst. But long story longer. Um, you know, the, the, these triggers for these kinds of things, these abuses, what they're going to put into you, man, they can be paired up with certain things. You know, think about it like adding like one plus one equals this. So they'll pair up this, they'll pair up. Uh, an, uh, a, a trigger and they'll pair, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll try to pull up a trigger and then they'll pair it with something else to try to get different results. Um, they're in this list online. They're going to show, you know, your expect what the expectations are. If you fuck with this person this certain way, because they're sharing it with a bunch of people who are participating in your abuse at this point. Uh, usually like now it's in an en- encrypted group chats and shit like that. Like, uh, you know, Discord, uh, it can be, you can have like a Discord, they can be in like a WeChat, whatever, uh, a signal, you know, but they'll, they'll share these things in group chats, you know, okay, if you say this to him or whatever, blah, 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 this is what's going to happen, this is what you can expect, and some people, what initially they don't believe it, or they'll get let in on it, and then they'll just test out like simple things, like, okay, yeah, 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 show them this, show them a picture of this, or, or, or say this certain thing to him, and people who are new to it will just try to poke at it to see if it's true or how it works. And then it'll work. It'll set you off. It'll make you scared. It'll make you do something. And all of a sudden, like, oh, this is a fun toy. You know what I'm saying? This is what the, it'll happen to new people who get brought in on this abuse of you. Um, in the list, you know, you'll they'll tell you the results you can expect if you do certain things. Um also in these in these lists or chat or encrypted chat groups or whatever uh that are about the abuse of a certain person um they'll get organized they're going to be like okay so and so we need you to do this and then when he reacts to this we're going to do this like so then they'll start to like you become this little like robot that they like to fuck with and they'll try to get you to fucking kill yourself they will plan car crashes ahead of time because they know you're going to be scared of certain things, run away from things. So then they'll plan like someone to ram into you at a certain port or what. Like you don't understand, like this shit gets out of control. And once they understand that you have certain reactions to things that are predictable, this is going to be used to fuck with you, dog. Um, they'll be instructed how to fuck with you online, etc. And then, you know, whatever the expected outcome is. Um, Usually people will log these interactions with you and this is so they can measure it and so they can see how, how, how bothered you are by things. Do they need to, do they need to crank up the juice? Do they need to increase, you know, 
the violence or, or whatever the negative reinforcement is? Do they need to relax because it looks like you're about to pop, whatever? So, the, you know, so it'll tell you like the level you are at on certain stimuli. Um, and then even instructions on, hey, you guys need to fall back on this. You need to regress on this, what have you. And even, and then once people understand how it's, how it works, you know, basically it's just like training a dog. Anybody can train a dog. I can keep going YouTube right now, but they're doing it with, you know, shitty parts of the electromagnetic spectrum, infrared lasers, um, that'll burn you, whatever. You can't see them. They don't make noise. Radiation exposure. You can't see it. It doesn't make noise, but so then they'll have these, these toys for abuse and then they'll try to create new negative associations so how do you fight back against this shit so fighting back it's quite a few things you're gonna have to i mean in my case it's just a waste of my time to run around with geiger counters and shit now because unfortunately my shit gets intercepted uh as i've as i've explained in other parts of the podcast you know how San Diego works, like the military really has the, the mechanics of the city down, even down to organized crime. And so they will have people, you know, you know, an Intel contractor, field Intel guy, whatever, working with organized crime here, uh, etc. So it's going to be hard for you to report your abuse. Um, and if you're trying to measure the things being shot at you like with geiger counters whatever they're going to be intercepted there's lots of cartel guys here who have jobs and in infrastructure the cartel's all about jobs and infrastructure it does two things cartel jobs uh infrastructure jobs allow them you know access because you know working at a grocery store being an uber driver things people need to survive uh working at a mechanic shop whatever and it gives them opportunities to have people who know how to use these things. Uh, so, you know, if you turn your car into the dealer, all the guys in the back, you know, they make sure that they get their, their guy working in management and he hires all the, all the cartel dudes who know how to do car shit. And so, you know what I'm saying? They have a bunch of people that work mechanic jobs. They have a bunch of people who work grocery stores. They have people who work food service. They have people who are Uber drivers and they can use all this stuff to do crimes in a very organized fashion. I think it's even more organized than before. And um, so I can't necessarily, I mean, I've spent a whole lot of money and I'm now understanding that these things are being tampered, these Geiger counters, etc. Because this infrastructure exists, the military uses them as a buffer to protect themselves, uh, the organized crime. As, and so what happens is whenever I get like a delivery, because you can't, there's not like a store that sells Geiger counters. You're going to have to get it shipped to you. And before my shit gets shipped to me, it's always fucked with. It's always gone through. All my packages are always, always, always fucked with. It's just obvious. Reporting it does shit. It doesn't do anything. Um, it just doesn't. So like it's been a, after a while, these Geiger counters and shit and et cetera weren't working, bro. Do you understand? Like they were, or they were turning them off, you know, remotely. I mean, how many people, how, I mean, there's a lot of people who do Arduino. There's a lot of people who do micro soldering now. 
And that's exactly what they would do. They would f do things to modify it and shit like that. We have lots of smart people in San Diego. And I want to say going through Cointel Pro in San Diego is probably the worst idea ever. You're probably going to get it the worst here or somewhere like D.C. Um, really like military meccas. Like, bro, fuck. If the reason why you're in Cointel Pro is because you're seen as a threat to the U.S. government. Like, how many... If you got some family who do not live near a military base, like I, I suggest you fucking go there, tell them what's happening, um, and protect yourselves. But I can't personally buy things to measure this shit because they always get tampered. Or if I fall asleep, these motherfuckers will break into my my crib. I mean, I, I mean, they will take the glass out of the window frame and then creep into your house after putting some fucking snoozy time uh, gases, you know, pumped into your room or whatever. And so I was constantly buying these things, and these things cost a couple hundred bucks. Now, this is my experience. I'm not saying it's going to be yours. But, you know, they'll get tampered. They will stop working. They'll get modified. And these things don't have, like, a a lot of these Geiger counties, etc., don't have, like... Um, you know, operating systems and shit. It's, you know, it's saying you modify them, you modify, you know, you, 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 you'll modify, you, you can modify them to either not work properly or they can turn, or they can get them to work, um, or they can have them turn on and off where they want to. Use that close proximity. Uh, that all sounds silly until you realize, like, these things are just, they're just electronic devices. A Geiger counter is a very simple machine. It's not a complicated machine. But, even though it's a simple kind of machine, I still don't know shit about soldering, electronics, what have you. And I'm not given the time or the amount of rest to learn things uh, that would help me. So fighting back is going to be have varying difficulty considering why it is that you're being fucked with. Uh, I do suggest if you do have to buy these things, let's say you don't think it's the federal government fucking with you or the military or on behalf of, you know, some rich asshole who has friends in the military or whatever your case is, like, not like my case. But if you think it's just a local problem and you need to buy these things to protect yourself, I suggest have them sent to a relative's house uh, outside of your county area of influence. So then, because uh, I'll tell you, man, there's a shit ton of of these uh crooks uh gangsters and shit like that working doing these infrastructure jobs these these uh delivery driver jobs especially like with amazon etc because uh, organized crime loves infrastructure and since online shopping is shifting over if they're watch if organized crime is watching a certain person knows that they're up to something or whatever i mean having access to those things is really important and at the same time it gives one of their, their foot soldiers a job to cheat the tax man to say, oh, hey, the reason why I have all this money is because I, I work this job and I'm good at saving money. It's not because I, I'm working organized crime. It gives them a reason to report income. So anybody who's in organized crime has to have some sort of job to do that. And they specifically target these infrastructure jobs, delivery drivers being one of them, believe it or not. So at your own leisure, understand you know, what it is that you're, you're up against. So here's some ways other than having one of those devices, what have you to capture your abuse, since 
my I can't necessarily do it because my efforts are fruitless and I just keep burning through hundreds of dollars buying these fucking things. So you could, when the trigger happens, you could just ignore it because it causes, it, it ends the feedback loop because, you know, everyone hears that shit like, oh, if you just ignore them, you don't get the attention that they want and they stop abusing you. So when the triggers happen, instead of, instead of reacting to it or maybe looking around to see where did that sound come from or, uh-oh, here's a bunch of people wearing red or blah, 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 there's something bad's about to happen, it act as if you're not bothered. Um, even if you feel like in my case, people shoot me the radiation thing. If you pretend you don't feel it, sometimes people will think, oh, this is bullshit. What they're saying isn't true because they're, they're acting off information. They're acting off your list. Oh, if I do this certain thing, if I shoot him here, whatever, I'll get this response or what have you. So ignoring it sometimes will make it go away. You might have to endure a little bit of harassment or even tiny bit of pain. But they'll stop doing it because you're you're ending that loop. Because the other part of the loop is they get the reaction. Like, okay, this is the guy. This stuff that they're saying we can do to him to get him to do these certain things. This is what it, you know, this is what it is. And so usually they'll stop the behavior because it's not producing that feedback loop for them. Um, I've gone so far as to use things like water guns. Because they don't hurt people. It's not illegal to squirt someone with a water gun. You know what I'm saying? They can't call the cops on you for doing water guns for, for squirting someone with just pure water. So, you know, not, that's not to say that cops won't just make shit up. I mean, believe it or not, even from our jail episode, cops said I fucking robbed a store because I took the plastic bag I was given for my burrito. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, they can just make shit up, but usually if someone gets squirted with water and they're a grown adult, uh, they're not going to call the police on you. But what it does is it causes a negative feedback loop. So if they try to shoot you with that thing, you just shoot them back in the face with water or whatever. And if anything, hey, man, you might get them put in jail if they try to take the first swing on you. But I'm telling you, this is where you're at with this, especially if it's going to the point where people now are sharing these sorts of things. You're pretty far in to your gang stalking abuse, you know. Uh, but that's this is what you're fighting is this list of these certain uh, associations and programmed kind of reactions that they're putting into you. Uh, I would even say you can, there's this product called liquid ass and it's non-toxic. So it's just like getting squirt with water, but it, it produces this odor that is so rank. Um, and even believe it or not, the military even uses this product called liquid ass and for military training, because there's lots of horrible smells when you're deployed for military training and um it mimics the smell of like just just fucking turds and death but it's called liquid ass and you could even you know if you can get it in the water gun without spilling everywhere so you don't smell like hot ass uh you put it in the water gun you know get one that has some good seals on it some good rubber seals you know like those little handheld super soakers the handheld ones those have nice seals on it so it doesn't leak everywhere because man you're gonna be in a, you're gonna be having a bad day too they probably won't come near you just if you smell like that but this product called liquid ass you put it in the water gun you start squirting on them what that does is it interrupts the behavioral feedback loop instead of just ignoring it and them not getting the reaction um 
you then squirt them with the liquid ass and then they are having a bad situation. So you're, you're harn you're harnessing their scent near their scent senses and it doesn't harm them. It's non-toxic. So you're not going to go to jail for squirting someone with liquid ass. They're just going to smell like absolute butthole and they'll have that negative experience. And now you're programming your, uh, abusers. You can use a airsoft gun. Uh, only be, I mean, airsoft gun is unpleasant, but make sure you get one that's wild and crazy colors. Maybe even one that's completely transparent, you know, like the clear plastic you can see through. So someone can't say, oh, he pulled a gun out on me. I mistaked it for a gun and then shoot him with an airsoft gun. I mean, all an airsoft does is just kind of hurts, you know, you know, it just kind of hurts. But you can shoot them with an airsoft gun if you if you deem it necessary. Um, and. What I've done one time was, unfortunately, my, uh, my fucking spot got broken into and that video got t uh, removed from my possession. They took the memory card. But one time I went to a cop and I got a little clicker and then I started tr talking to this cop. I went to uh, report a crime and I started using uh, a, a fruit juice jar, like a Snapple top as a clicker. And then every time the cop would do something that, that or, or repeat something back to me, whatever, I would I use this clicker on him. And uh, I put my phone camera in my pocket and I had it switching out and I, shooting at him. And every time he did something that I liked, I did this clicker thing. And at first he was kind of like this motherfucker. And then he understood what I was doing. He didn't want to participate anymore. But it was while I was communicating the abuse to this fucking cop and using this clicker and and training him like uh, a dog right i would use this clicker i'd click it two times every time he said did something i i liked or repeated something i said or it was positive towards my direction i want to say about 10 minutes into it he, he was pretty obvious what i was doing he felt really insulted and he just he didn't he didn't want to have he didn't want to do the interview anymore but i got it on video and it showed that even this cop understood that i could use um I could not touch him and still put him through an abusive situation, even though it was mildly abusive, et cetera. And I was going to use that to file some, uh, some charges, what have you, but that shit got taken out of my possession real quick. But <clears throat> if you can do that and pull that off with a cop and get him insulted that you would even be attempting some silly shit like that, what that's going to do is help you in your case to show like, Hey, look, this is real. I can use negative positive reinforcement to now to create some sort of psychological abuse to you, whether it be, you know, this situation is uncomfortable, but you, you were smart enough to understand what I was doing. And you might even want to be a little condescending when you're doing it just to really sell it on video, because if you're going to start suing people to make the abuse stop, because really there's only two ways to make this stop. You need to create a bad time for your abusers because people who get used to abusing you aren't going to give up that privilege because they've already exalted themselves above you in the food chain. They think that you're shit and they're great. So the only way to make that stop is if you create that negative association. So you have to do these things. Unfortunately, you have to sue them. You have to catch them on video. Um, you know, even carry around like a Geiger counter and you know what I'm saying? You, have you if you can hear the audio on the video every time you get exposed and you are around that stimuli you know what i'm saying make sure the auditory part of it is turned up um 
you know what I'm saying, to show that, hey, these things are happening. They're not touching me, but they're using, you know, touchless forms of abuse, whether it be psychological abuse, shooting you with shitty parts of the electromagnetic spectrum, etc. And that's kind of how you're going to fight back about it. But ultimately, that's your list. And that's how these, that's how every, you know, a lot of your abusers know how to fuck with you because they, when they're initially doing these things to you, they're going to be paying attention to all the different stimuli and they're going to be putting on a list and they're going to share it with your abusers. Whether or not, you know, it's organized crime that's gotten in on this, maybe the city has hired some local criminals, whatever, to fuck with you. They're going to share this list with them. Then that whole gang is going to be fucking with you using that list. So you need to understand how the abuse happens, how, you know, cities, city governments, whatever, will harness a crowd or create a false sense of urgency to people in the community. So then maybe the community will start participating in your abuse. Um, how they will, you know, and, and it's all built around this. If the abuse keeps going long enough, they're going to use this list on you. And if you're, and if you're under the assumption now, cause I know lots of gang stalkers are just like, Oh, they're fucking everywhere. We even have a episode called, you know, is the Illuminati after you? Because a lot of this abuse now is paired up with the internet and they know what kind of stimuli they're giving to you out in the 3d world. And they will then reinforce that by putting your you inside of a filter bubble and then only giving you information that answers these things, the questions about your abuse in the negative way. And so in my case, you know, what I'm saying I went online like, what is this? What is what's going on here, et cetera. And I would ask a lot of questions, but they are already ready for that, especially the situation I'm living in. And so they would tailor um, misinformation so they would make sure when I google certain things because they know certain they're doing certain kinds of abuses to me they would already make sure what would show up in the top part of my google search results they would uh, use puppet accounts and sock puppet accounts online to reinforce certain kinds of abuse to reinforce certain kinds of narratives you know what I'm saying to disinformation to gaslight you and gaslighting gets really once you start cr- with gaslighting, when you start reinforcing what's happening in 3D world, you know what I'm saying, in, in real life with online, all of a sudden you get this reinforcement like, oh my God, it's the fucking, it's the Freemasons they are after me. They'll put that shit and they, and, and that's to create a feedback loop. But if you don't know that filter, what a filter bubble is and how it can be put on a certain person and they can just say you're a terrorist for any reason at all now and pretty much all law enforcement agencies have some sort of terrorism task force that they can pass along and say hey this is our guy can you put him through this blah 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 blah. they can easily put you in a filter bubble and start negatively reinforcing information so you're misinformed about your situation because they're taking they're 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 keeping an eye on you they understand what's happening in the real world and then they're and then they're falsely reinforcing it through a gaslighting technique as to what's actually happening. So you behave a certain way. So you fucking act a certain way. So you think certain things are happening when they're not. And it gets really out of hand. And it's to get you to start believing certain things are happening that they're not. So you go to the police and talk about the Freemasons being after you or fucking dumb shit. And it's not, it's not, it's just people abusing you. They're using an old technique and they're just, it's just updated. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just updated. You know, um, 
just like how there's popular apps now of things people did before the internet, like scrapbooking. Now it's fucking Pinterest. Do you understand? Uh, um, you know, do you, do you, do you typing? Now you got a word processor, just word processor. Do you understand? Like, it's just an updated version of the shit that's been going on since the seventies in the first part of COINTELPRO. You know, now we're in COINTELPRO 2.0, I guess. I think that's a silly name, but that's what I guess journalists and shit like that were calling this before I even arrived. But uh, that's how this be. That's how this work. This works is it's updated versions of the same abuse tactics, but now we have the internet and there's new ways to interact with humans. There's new ways to gaslight you, etc. And they're fucking with you, and they all and and all the people who fuck with you know how to fuck with you because they're sharing a list. They're sharing a list about you. They're sharing. This is what it is. This is what the stimulus is. This is the reaction you can expect out of them. And then, you know what I'm saying? You can do this and this and this to them. And you can use that in this application or whatever. And your abuse also, you know what I'm saying? It becomes a novelty. And then people start fucking with you because they think they're better than you. Because they've been told bullshit about you. Because, you know, or they're just criminals and they're involved in this abuse. But how they know how to fuck with you is because this list exists. And they organize online using you know the same apps etc that they're sharing this list on how to fuck with you they create situations on how they're going to use the stimuli or the if 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 you can program a person's behavior and have a predictable outcome then you can now start to plan things around them and fuck with them and it just becomes this thing that people like to do and fuck with you and um I would like to say right now, uh, and what they're what this is basically doing is while you're going through this abuse, usually they're distracting you from, you know, while you're running around trying to fight this abuse, they're also slowly dwindling your health, and that's what's going on in my case is, you know, my health is being dwindled and I'm not being given proper medical care, and what's going to happen is I'm going to get this kind of emergency diagnosis of something. Um, I'm thinking my pancreas or my liver or my kidneys or something like that. Because I've gotten a million, I've gotten so many CT scans, I've gotten so many, whatever, of my pancreas, of my liver, of my kidneys. Um, but these police, these corrupt cops will come into the hospital I'm at, etc. They'll spread lies about me, and cops and come in and out of these hospitals quite a bit um, for numerous reasons. And they'll usually send the guy that they know, or what have you, and they'll go in there and say, oh, this guy over here, he's... Oh, he, he tries to, he, he, he got caught trying to have sex with a kid in the bathroom or whatever. And they'll spread that drama about you at the local hospital. And then the nurses are just, and the nurses are already kind of, you know, up and down. The nurses won't give you proper health care. They'll lie on your fucking, they'll lie on certain things because they're under the impression, a false impression that you're this piece of shit or whatever. And that's what's going on with me now. Every time I go to the hospital, they're not giving me proper medical care. Um, I caught them at one hospital. Uh, because the gossip about me went around so far, you know, I didn't even know this was being said about me. Um, they're taking, I saw this chick take another blood vial that wasn't mine and put a, my sticker on it. And because every time I came back and for a while and I was getting these blood tests, my blood test said, I'm fine. Nothing, there's nothing going wrong in my body, blah, 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 blah. And then it wasn't until I went to a private doctor, etc. Then I started getting real uh, tests. So, you know, that kind of shit could happen. 
I know I'm just throwing that in there, but this is what I'm going through now. You know, I'm probably going to, you know, they're probably going to emergency diagnose me with something, you know, when it's too late. Uh, you know, pancreatic issue, uh, liver issue. And they, you know, they're, they're distracting me with this abuse of me while they're feeding me poison. And, you know, there is going to be some sort of malpractice shit going on. Whatever. I don't know. Somebody left behind to take up my estate. Who the fuck knows? But, uh, yeah, they're purposely giving me improper medical care while they're spreading these lies about me <clears throat> to get people to participate in it because, oh, it's okay because I'm a baddie. Do you understand? It just, it, but it, it doesn't make sense. But they achieve these results by keeping me distracted by sharing these lists. Uh, and people participate in this abuse. And as we've, as I demonstrated in the beginning of the podcast, you know, uh, mass behavior is, is we, we've cracked the code. We know how to make people do things and know how to encourage them to do things they wouldn't necessarily want to do. We know how to spread misinformation. We know how to keep certain people in the dark. Um, we understand that for COINTELPRO, it's important to turn your abuse into a novelty. So then other people don't see your abuse as such a serious issue. They see it as like a fun game where they're just like, trolling you or whatever that's what they think is just going on it's so it really helps to pass misinformation etc so you know they crack the code on all this shit i mean and you know it, it blows your mind that people really are these robots they really are these these little little robots and you can get people to do some real fucked up shit to people I mean, and we've known this forever. I mean, fucking A, Hitler got people to literally throw people in ovens. You know what I'm saying? We can get people to do fucked up things. And always the, the you know, always the, the thing that comes back is, well, I was, somebody told me this. Or like with the Nuremberg trials, there was this phenomenon where all the soldiers were like, I was just following orders. I was doing what I was told or whatever. People are just, they're robots, bro. You can just tell them that they're good guys and those are bad guys. People won't double check. They don't, there's no morality issues with it, whatever. They just, as long as they feel like they're not bad and whatever they're doing, you get to do horrible shit. And then with these lists, you know what I'm saying? Then you can just pass this information around to lots of different people. And now many people you don't even know you know, usually they got a bead on your phone. You know what I'm saying? They'll they'll upload some some malware to your phone so they can keep you tracking everything. Now people can track wherever you're going all over the all over town and administer this abuse. And it really reinforces a lot of these false narratives that they try to feed you that the Illuminati are fucking with you or this is like a blood oath sacrifice or whatever. But it's not. It's not. There's usually something they're trying to protect themselves from. Um, this is a very over-the-top, extraordinary type of abuse. They're either trying to avoid getting their asses sued. They're trying to avoid, you know what I'm saying, uh, some internal corruption being exposed. Um, you know, they don't want you to talk about their crimes or whatever. And it's it's very out of the ordinary. There's There has to be something very, very special about whatever's going on. Not meaning like you're the one or Nia or whatever, but you know, either you have the potential to blow the whistle on something, or they don't want to have to pay out a settlement, or you, you know, whatever you experienced 
um, you know, was the result of some corruption you, you know, you were exposed to or whatever. So you're, I mean, they're going to work very hard to scramble your brains on what's going on. And they're going to try to put you in the fucking dirt. Um, usually after about three years or so like that, three years or so, uh, the statute of limitations on like law enforcement abuse or how long you can like report or whatever goes by the wayside. And then usually they're really going to put a push after that because there are some things written in the law where you can like remember being abused or maybe you didn't have an understanding that you were abused. And because you didn't know that was the law or what was going on or what have you, you re-remembering something uh, could reset the clock on shit, believe it or not. Uh, sexual abuse survivors have it. People who are subject to domestic abuse ha- have those kind of rights. So now that now that's the secondary push. So, you know what I'm saying? I mean, there's... I, I, I feel like I chase all these rabbits. Sometimes I re-listen to some of these podcasts. One's when I'm not like reacting to drugs or radiation exposure while I'm recording. And I understand I chase lots of rabbits. It's just I've been drinking from the fire hose for so long, you guys, that, um, you know, I, when I'm trying to regurgitate this information, it's just, blah, you know. But, uh, yeah, so understand that's how the, you know, the list or your list is is the list is a thing that exists it's how they pass around how to abuse you um and it's also how you know this inf- uh, information gets spread to lots of people and gives you the phenomenon what i call like illuminati phenomenon where you think like oh the fucking illuminati's after me they're all they're all against me what have you and it's not it's just these very novel ways to communicate, hey, you can fuck with this dude. Oh, by the way, he's a bad guy. You're a good guy. So it's okay if you do these things. And this is why those people know how to do it. It's not because the fucking Illuminati is after you and this was a a long plan or whatever. Like, it's just this list. So, you know, once you understand the mechanics of your abuse, it stops becoming less terrifying and now you're just having to, like, flick these fucking fleas off you man but just keep in mind that uh if you are going through this man uh you're you're a fucking fighter you know yeah anybody in these programs um usually i want to say 99 percent of the time they're in it because they're a victim not because they deserve it because you have to really understand how much time energy etc is dedicated to this and why these programs even exist. So if you are in this program, don't fall into the trap that you deserve it. Everyone's got their shit, but it usually was because it was beneficial to somebody else to smear you, to make you look silly, and to get other and to encourage other people to engage in your abuse. All, I want to say 99% of the people in this shit are in this shit because they were always the victim of something. They were the target of something. Um, and somebody else either doesn't want that to happen and they need you to look silly because they need to destroy your, your credibility so it doesn't come back onto them because reputation is everything, whether it's a, a city, local city government, a politician with ties, with, with close ties to the intelligence and military industrial community to a bunch of shitty cops who, uh, don't want to, who are allergic to jail and, uh, and all those things. 
so you know keep fucking going keep fighting uh hopefully when you listen to these things you kind of like keep notes so because i know i talk a lot about a lot of different things and sometimes it's kind of free form but you know you are a fucking fighter bro you you made it this far the fact that you're still going through this and you haven't fucking murdered someone is incredible because that that happens to people they get pushed too far they don't know how to make it stop and like i said that illuminati effect because they do they do try to spread that seed to you online you know they'll start using like everyone will start wearing like freemason t-shirts and shit that and like you'll go online and then they'll start pumping they'll put you in a, a digital what do you call it a filter bubble and then you'll go online and then they'll they'll falsely reinforce that shit you saw in the real world and then be like oh it is the illuminati they're doing some sort of death ritual with me or whatever and then people get crazy if they were just like oh my god it's the worst fear ever they will then buy a gun they might become a mass shooter or something and that happens man more than you think um i don't know why these motherfuckers push people that far but this this abuse leads up to that and so if you're listening to this and you haven't done that yet man like you are a gangster you need to give yourself a lot of credit almost everybody who is subject to these types of abuse is because um, it's protecting somebody else from uh, consequences, from being found out, what have you. But humans are dumb animals. We've already cracked the whole code on mass behavior. We know how to make, you know, people do shit and be okay with shit because we know how to hack the human psyche. And it's a lot simpler than you think. Um, yeah, so hopefully, you know, um, my health situation can be fixed and I can start getting medical care here, proper medical care and, um, you know, keep recording these episodes and keep trying to help you guys. But yeah, if you're, if you're still here and you haven't tried to hurt anybody, you are, I want to say a hero just from being, going through the shit that you've gone through and not losing your mind. So hopefully you don't fall in the same pitfall. Uh, I'm currently fighting where I've been fed a lot of horrible shit and I'm exposed to a lot of bad shit when I'm sleeping, etc. So don't be distracted because that's what they're doing. They're trying to distract you. Keep a good lock on your health. Find every way you can to log your abuse and, you know, fight back. And um, thanks for listening to today's podcast check out our video series i'm starting to upload podcasts now to our mesh news youtube page um they were shadow banning they shadow banned our last video episode uh but you can get it if you just look at the videos on mesh news i tried to make a direct address that didn't work but here we are so you can check out our video series at videos with an s videos dot pro the number two and the zero.com zero.com uh our podcast series can be found at podcasts with this dot uh, sorry podcast dot cointelpro the number two and zero zero.com and you can obviously go to our wiki our online wiki at cointelpro the number two and then zero spelled out zero.com and keep track of your health man they're gonna try to distract you with this bullshit and you know try to put you in the fucking hospital or make you not concentrate on things make you overlook things 
Um, yeah, keep a track on that. Um, and you are a fucking hero for not losing your shit and hurting a bunch of people who may not be responsible for your abuse because this shit is out of control. It should be illegal, this shit that, it, that they're doing to people. Um, these open secret crimes and, you know, organized stalking and harassment being done by cities and law enforcement and military community people or even the fact that it's a service that military contractors offer corporations and even the affluent to just fuck with people that they see as a threat. It should be illegal. But ultimately, pay attention to your fucking health. Don't let shit sneak up on you. Understand shit is being said to you and will be said to you and about uh, about you to nurses, etc. Whatever it is that they think will make people not want to help you and then somehow they're enacting some sort of justice, whatever, via medical or whatever. Understand that's going on. So keep your head to the head, ear to the ground. Try to understand what's being, what the narrative is. And then once you understand what the key narratives are, be prepared to ask people questions. Hey, did you know, I've been having some cops harassing me, saying some horrible shit about me. If you go to the hospital or whatever, have they been here? Have people been saying crazy shit? Um... I had to find out that they were passing around like deep fakes of me. Um, so, I mean, that's a whole nother thing. I got to figure, figure out who knows I can make a podcast out of that, how to like fight back the disinformation. I don't know, but pay attention to health, man, your health. Cause, uh, you know, that's going to sneak up on you. And if you don't end up losing your fucking shit and, you know, buying a gun and hurting a bunch of people who aren't part of your abuse, but they get you convinced the fucking Illuminati is after you. If you haven't done that and you're just dealing with the abuse, then pay attention to your fucking health because they're going to sneak that shit up on you. Uh, you are a hero, you know, for keeping your shit together. And, um, you know, thank you for listening to the podcast. You guys, um, we're getting close to 11,000 people. This is super stoked. I'm super stoked on that shit keep sharing the podcast if it helps you if it helps people understand what's going on with you your abuse or just to educate you know if you know somebody who's a journalist or what have you because people you know this stuff gets used on people who blow the whistle on shit too you know it's not just you know local dick bags you know fucking with somebody or people trying to, or cities trying to keep away from a lawsuit or whatever you know this will happen to journalists people who blow the whistle on things if you work in an industry where there's a potential for harming people, what have you. They'll use these tactics on those people. So, you know, share this, share these podcasts. Thank you for, you know, um, you know, for this, uh, these loyal viewership. The fact that we keep growing, super stoked, getting close to 11,000 people now uh, for our audience. And pay attention to your fucking health if you, if you can. Cool. Thanks for listening. Bye.